What's up, everyone? Um, like we said in the main episodes, we, we come in together with new segments. And, you know, we had to bring the sandbar back. And for those of you guys who don't know the sandbar, the sandbar is when we, you know, bring in a guest who is an expert in their field. And, you know, we ask some questions. We um, educate ourselves to help educate you guys. So that's just a, a quick rundown of the sandbar. And um, we have the man himself. You, you, you will know him. The myth, the legend. You know him. Just like I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. I'll let him introduce his businesses. Um, he can leave his contacts. His all his information, all his um, will be in the caption. You can hit him up if you need a trainer. Um, if you just need, he'll he'll, he'll tell you. So, without further ado, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know what you do. Let them know what you're here for, and we can get right into it. Pleasure to be here. First of all, my name is Giovanni Kalma. I'm the Owner of Just Lifting Fitness is a home-based fitness company. Started with humble beginnings, and now I've grown over the years. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited about answering the questions that you guys have. And what my business is inspired by is inspired by a place of just wanting to do better. You know, seeing where I was, and aspiring to see and become greater, and wanting to take people on a journey with me. You know, realizing that. We all see ourselves in a particular version, and we want to be inspired. And me being someone who I, I like to see myself as one that could be an inspiration to others, I found a niche and a need for, I guess, people who are interested in bettering themselves physically in terms of their health, as well as their parents. And here we are today. So, he... Oh, Makari, talk. I, I don't want to... Oh, uh, no. I just wanted to start off with something good, because, you know... In the spirit of Squatoba, I mean, I personally feel this way. I personally feel this way. Okay. I feel like he's the best pound-for-pound person at Squat in probably the country. Do you agree? That's, you that's, that, that could definitely be debatable. <laughs> that, that's, that could be debated, you know. I wouldn't go right out there and say something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on how you want to look at, I guess, the avenue of what are you measuring strength and capability and the best in, you know, because there, there are people in different ranges Yeah. squat toba. You have people who are strictly power lifters like mm-hmm. myself. You have people who are more fitness and calisthenic in terms of what they would go for. Mm-hmm. You have the everyday person who might be good in, in verse in many different areas of working out. So it depends on what you want to look at. Now, it also has a lot to do with the size and the weight of that person as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, measuring myself up against someone who was, significantly heavier than I am. Fair, their, fair. their capability would be vastly bigger than mine. But pound for pound? Now, now if we're talking pound for pound, <laughs> I still debate about never, I'll never take that, take that throne. It'll have to be a, a fair competition where everyone is able to have that opportunity to go squat for squat in their categories and they have the basis based off how much I weigh on that particular day and how much my percentage is in terms of how much I'm able to lift as compared to my weight. Okay. And then, then we'll be able to say for sure who's the pound for pound because just because someone is lifting a heavy amount of weight doesn't yeah. does not mean in any shape, form, or caliber that this person is the strongest as it relates to their weight. You know, we can't leave out our ladies, and we can't true. leave out the, those who are older than us or younger yeah, than us. True. Yeah. You know, so I respect it. I respect it. Cause like going in, like I've I've been watching your I've been watching the videos that you've been posting for mm-hmm. this month, right? And depth wise, depth wise, you're there, right? Yeah. And 
a lot of people in their squats, mm-hmm. um, they don't get that deep. And I'll I'll mm-hmm. even include myself. I'm not a power lifter. I'm not a lift. I lift for football, and that's about it. Whatever can help me play better on the football field, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. So my question would probably be, um, what word of advice would you give to those guys who are the casual um, gym goers who want to get a deeper squat? Mm-hmm. and don't want to um well who want to get a deeper squat because you know you have people when they're squatting in the gym and you see it they're they're not getting parallel they're getting just um they're half, the half rep okay half rep all right well that that's a loaded question and to answer it fairly i have the approach from every angle now the first question i would ask is what are you squatting? What's the purpose for you and the squatting itself? You know, mm-hmm. what are you squatting for? You know, now just to give a little feedback as to why I asked the question, for instance, track and field athletes, they squat for a particular reason. Their reason is all about power, mm-hmm. right? Now, being that a track and field athlete squats for power, depth is not a heavy concern for them, okay. you know, because their angle is, okay, how fast can I get all these blocks? Now, that being their focus, everything is about up and down, up and down, up and down. Being able to get a spring motion, you know, and a power with the blocks. For someone like you, who is a football player, I would definitely can see the, the importance of depth because with depth, you're able to build bigger and denser muscle tissues, which can definitely help you on the field. Now, how do you go about improving your squat depth? Just like everything else, I'll start by saying it's repetition, it's mm-hmm. practice. It has to be an intentional act of wanting to get lower and also including things, tools like your, your camera phone, you know, being able to measure yourself and see, okay, I got here today. I'm trying to get a little bit lower the next time. And you measure it in that, in that fashion. Also stretching, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't take in high importance okay, and how much stretching holds into lifting and preparing yourself. You know, most of us, like myself, I initially started off where I was just busy jumping straight into the gym and sat in the squat almost immediately. You know, like, that's the mentality I came with. You know, especially when you, when you crunch for time, you got like an hour and a half yeah, in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really don't have time to spend 20 minutes that's stretching. True. You just got to get right into it. Yeah. You know, and this is where you kind of, you start to find your niche and you realize, listen, if I only got an hour and a half in the gym, I got to find some quick exercise that can kind of get me warmed almost mm-hmm. instantly, mm-hmm. you know? And once you find those things that you need, you go up to the gym routine, and every time you get in the gym, you attack it the same way because you need to be warm. That's the first thing. Because I'll just put a question out there. Have any of you realized that trying to squat just using your body weight and mm-hmm. then squatting again with weights, you realize that you almost feel like you could get lower once you add weight to your yeah. body? Whereas trying to just do it, just free of, free of hand with no weights on your shoulders, you find it's, it's, it's a challenge, yeah. right? That's because just like anything in life, right? Most times you need tension and you need pressure to push you to be great, your greatest. When you're in environments that don't challenge you, mm-hmm. you kind of just continue to just do the, just, just do the bare minimum. Yeah, just complacency and you get, you get comfortable. You know, if I, if I were to put weight on your shoulders... That's too heavy for you. <laughs> you would you would just drop, <laughs> right? The same the same way when it comes to squats. So leaving point with this is just consistency mm-hmm. and asking advice, just like with anything. Okay. All right. Um, I also want to ask this question because I know you said that you know people come to your gym, they want to work on their physique, mm-hmm. their physical attributes. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with gym owners like yourself, mm-hmm. y'all also got to tap into the mental. Bingo. Y'all have to be psychologists ah. in a way almost. <laughs> That's how it feels. Like Most y'all have definitely. to be, y'all have to dip into almost every profession to make sure they get to where they need to be. 
What do you so, do some good questions? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I try to figure out like because they know you made it to a certain level. Mm. They trying to get there as well. How do you translate that to them when it's like they may not exactly know how to get there or they just feel like they're incapable? How do mm. you pull that out of them mentally? Well, there are two things I do initially with new clients. One of them being one of one of them being that I break dice immediately right so i start off by being vulnerable with them first so that they see that there's an air of vulnerability that you can be with me right so most people they want to know okay if the, even if they don't ask i let them know what's my story my story started from being in college and the pressures of anyone who's been to college they know the pressures of trying to finish trying to graduate balancing this would probably be a part-time job or any any other activity or clubs that you're involved in and just realizing that just the the stuff with the weight on your shoulders is just too much. Yeah. You know, I have a track and field background. I've been on a few national teams. So I know what it is to be in some level of shape, but never is it really been translated to being in a gym atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, but I needed an outlet, a place where I could kind of be to myself away from, you know, other pressures and things of the real routine. So I always let people know about where I started and how and what was my driving force to help me to kind of do it. You know, that would be the first thing I would pose to them. The second thing I ask them, what's your why? You know, and anything that you would do in life, you need to have a why as to why. It explains why you're doing it. If you don't have a why, it won't be something that you're able to maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've even turned clients away who didn't have a why. It seemed as though it was almost a fad. Yeah. And the reason for this is not that I, I want to kind of close people off from fitness itself. It's just that I want you to understand and have a discipline that, hey, when you start this, you're not going to be someone who's here for one month and then go on for the next. because. No. The idea behind just lifting my brand is that just lifting itself in in the knee and people think okay just lifting this is weights right but just lifting really has a lot to do with uplifting who you are as an individual uplifting your spirits you know uplifting your confidence into saying hey i am i'm here today and this is the way i want to be in the now or long longer future right so it's it's a it's, it's an environment where you could become a greater person in and of yourself and you build confidence through achieving these goals, not probably not in an area that you particularly focused on, mm-hmm. but it just shows you that hey, you are greater than you think of yourself to be, you know. And I found that when I use those two tactics initially with clients, those clients last longer as opposed to those who I have not went through that system with. Not something new that I've started. Okay. Okay. I mean, also, how do you deal with those misconceptions that they feel like? <laughs> like when they see it mm-hmm. online all the time, they see this guy getting ripped. Yeah. They see like, oh, I can get abs in two weeks. Or like certain clients, like they might be like a certain weight. They feel like they struggle in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They might never get to what they see online or uh-huh. like whatever else. And they might, and some that overdo it in the gym as well. Like uh-huh. who don't do it the right way or whatever. How do you? How do you... That, that's definitely a very, very good question. You know, just, just, of, just of late, I've gotten insight on aspects of fitness that I probably, probably wasn't that exposed to, you know, in, in the sense that, you know, from a general basis, when I have clients, male and females, that you know, would ask me questions like, you know, what, I see these programs online, that mm-hmm. 12, 12 week, 12 step program, where you could you could come from this point to this point, and every week you lo- lose a, a certain amount of weight, and you know, and what do you think about these things? You know, what, what do you think the 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 chances are of me being that person that does this? For starters, I, I always tell people your number one step 
to feeling is comparing yourself to someone else. Yeah. You know, <laughs> everyone is, is, is exposed to a different lifestyle and different opportunities, and everyone has a different threshold of what they have going on either for them or against them. So your, number, your first step of feeling is trying to compare yourself to someone else. That's number one. Your second step is you don't know fully what anyone else is doing. You know, we, we like to think that the people who are exposing us to these, 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 these realistic or unrealistic ideas are things that we can, we can attain. But I found a lot of recently that a lot of the people that, that even myself look up to and say, hey, this is someone I'm aiming to be like. These people are on so many different performance Fox. enhancements Fox. and steroids. <laughs> yeah. And like it forces you to mentally put this strain on yourself and say, hey, why am I not being able to see the progress that they're seeing in this amount of time? I remember when he was at he was squatting a certain amount of weight or he was delivering a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. And why is it that he could see so much progress in such a short amount of time? And I can't. When for me in particular as well, I am sure I can speak for you guys, we're basically not natural for the most part. Yeah. You know, we try to eat a balanced diet as best we could. Mm-hmm. We get our protein intake here and there. We, we get our multivitamins and that's pretty much it. You yeah. compare yourself to people all over the world who have exposed us to so many different avenues and these guys, are, are these ladies are on so many, they juice right up. Yep. You can't compare yourself. Not to mention, for those that may not be juiced up, they probably have a personal shelf. Mm-hmm. They probably have different... Um, companies that they that they go to for liposuction, you know, so they're getting fat reductions. You yeah. can't compare yourself to people like this, you know. Okay. When they have the assets to spend, where you don't, you will always feel see yourself to a disadvantage, you know. Mm-hmm. So I often tell people, listen, look at what you have. Re- realistically, you put yourself in a frame of mind where you know your body, and you just try to do the best you can with the assets that you have, you know. And most importantly, listen, most of the, what you see online is a fad. It's a fad. It's not even real. You know, these people, first off, you got Photoshop. <laughs> and I, I already mentioned the steroids aspect of, of, of things. That's that's becoming so popular now. Almost every action star, yeah. movie star, you know, singers, they are all in some some measure. If TRX is an example of a story that people use, you know, so you really got to put, put things in perspective when it comes to where you want to be and how you're going to achieve your goal, mm-hmm. you know. All right. So that actually that actually springboards into into my question, right? I don't yeah. know. It, it's a personal question, but I feel like it 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 tailors to a lot of people. Um, you mentioned diet. You mentioned mm-hmm. multivitamins, um, meal prep. Okay, that's something I can say that I personally struggle with. Mm-hmm. And just knowing the amount of I know you have apps that that can track it, mm-hmm. but are you your own nutritionist? Do you know how what your <clears throat> body needs and do you go out and prepare your own meals or do you go and say, hey, um, um, let me go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want, but this will um, kind of help me get what I want and whatnot. Like, I know I struggle with meal prep. Mm-hmm. All right. So there are a lot of different avenues when it comes to the meal prep concept. Mm-hmm. When I initially started my personal training, I worked along with, with some people who are qualified and up degrees in nutrition mm-hmm. so when, when it comes to those kind of stuff i got a lot of insight from those those individuals and they helped me along the way and help help me prepare the various meal plans that i already have that i follow even to this day you know i'm currently being in the process of being certified as a nutritionist mm-hmm. so that's something i want to add into my my mantle of things that i'm able in because really and truly there i like to tell people there's not one particular meal plan that suits everyone's need that's you know true. i can't true. give you a meal plan and, and work for macario and then also work for you you know Meal plans are designed based on body types and where you are in life. And age has a lot to play with it. Sex has a lot to play with it. 
you know and also the lifestyle you have has, has a lot to play with as well mm-hmm. you know because everything is based off of when you wake up what you do throughout the day you know when you go to sleep mm-hmm. you know and how strenuous or, or not strenuous your, your job or whatever you do throughout the day is you know these things play a factor another another aspect you mentioned was also okay you said you struggle with the meal plans what aspect do you struggle with do you struggle with prepping them or do you struggle with having the meals themselves prepping them and then like con- like staying sticking with it, it. Yeah. yeah sticking to it so like if i don't prepare something mm-hmm. then i know that hey okay i work on a construction site right i work at, okay. Al- at albany so okay. they have vendors out there okay and when you that deep on god's back ain't yeah. nothing around <laughs> there so it's either take um whatever the vendors yeah. give you which is um <clears throat> sometimes it's fried food sometimes all kind of this all kind of that or just wait until you have another um another uh restaurant or something to just go to i need too many um um Good restaurants yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely understand you know so from that perspective for one preparing in advance is a great tool and a great help you know now, yes, it was a little, it's a little more, you know, out there. So I'll get to that separately. But as it relates to the everyday person has a nine to five job, you know, preparing your meals ahead of time is a, is a key component and being successful with meal prepping. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and I tell my clients this all the time, one of the biggest things people struggle with is the fact that they wait until they're hungry to eat. Oh, yeah, sound like me. You know, that's the number one issue right there. You, oh, yeah, and yeah, then you, you look at our environment as it is today. You're surrounded by people who don't have the same goals as you. Yeah. You know, so they're not concerned about you and your meal plan. And then you're also surrounded by companies with individuals. For example, you got Wendy's, you got McDonald's. These people don't care <laughs> left, right, or right about you and, and, and your meal plans. They're interested in, in making their money. You know, so for you, you need to make sure that one, you have a meal that's in, in your vicinity. Mm-hmm. So you prepare it ahead of time. You put it in the work uh fridge or maybe you got me to put it in a tupperware container that, that, that's meant to keep heat so yeah. that it can preserve it until lunchtime and that's what you do so that anytime you as soon as you're hungry and you're ready to eat you can just turn around and while they're going to wendy's or they're going wherever they're going to bamboo shack you got yours right there you know that's the first line of defense when it comes to these things now in your in your particular situation what i would do if i work in, a, in that same environment is i would make sure that my size are taken care of immediately so things that you can handle i'll probably do the the broccoli and the cauliflower yeah. rice ahead of time because those things could sustain themselves throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, you're you know, right. and once you put it in a, in a container that could keep the same temperature, they'll be good throughout the day. Now, something like meats, you you can't go too far off when it comes to meats. I'm sure they have something probably like baked chicken or something of that nature. So that's not terrible mm-hmm. to have throughout the day for lunch. And then you also want to wage these things in comparison to when you actually work out. Are you someone that works out in the morning or are you someone that works out in the evening? I always tell clients, if you're working out before 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning, you probably don't need breakfast, you know, because mm-hmm. whatever you got throughout that night is going to sustain you through, 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 that, through that, that time duration in the morning. Now, in the morning, you probably only need, if you need something, a granola bar, you know, mm-hmm. probably a quick protein shake, but nothing too crazy because the reality is it's too early to have something that heavy anyway. Yeah, I only get evenings. <laughs> now, if you're someone that works out in the evening, your lunch needs to be the center of, of all your meals. You need to make sure that you have starch, absolutely have starch before that workout. If you're someone like me that does heavy heavyweight lifting, you mm-hmm. need starch. You know, like we often tell, I know the keto diet is a very, very popular diet right now. A lot of people, they're jumping on this diet. I, I was telling a lot of my clients, you know, while I see where it could be beneficial mm-hmm. for the everyday person, especially if you're a weightlifter, that's terrible for you. 
That's terrible. You find yourself near pass out in the gym oh, because carbs are literally energy. You need energy. You can't w- get around it. They want the abs, man. You need, exactly. Yeah, you you want abs. <laughs> you don't want die on the process to get there. You know, abs is something. You, it's it's a reward of discipline. Yeah. Discipline is something that happens over time. You know, like abs not a, like a seven a, a seven seven week situation or a two week and you just kind of get like that. No, no, abs is a result of constantly being on task with your, your diet throughout a certain period of time and then the exposure begins to happen but i even tell people you know the five percent body uh image that a lot of people see mm-hmm. in, in these magazines yeah, and on yeah. tv that's not realistic you know if you ask yourself because for me fitness and appearance they go hand in hand but health trumps them all yeah of course you know it trumps them all you look at any any, any individual that gets sick what's the first thing that happens to people when they get sick yes well they start to lose weight. Yeah, they get small. Right? They start to lose weight. So mm-hmm. there is a percentage of, of weight that you need to have as a regular, healthy, exactly. functioning individual. Yeah. When you start getting into those those single digits, you know, you put yourself more at risk. You get something like the flu, you more at risk. And it really comes down to how, how strong your defense is in terms of your body. You know, because something like cancer, that coming for your weight instantly. Yeah, yeah. So if you're already small, your time, your time limit is, is very short. You know, so these are things we need to factor in when it comes to, okay, how do I want to look? What's going to be my 24-7 look? For me, my chop down phase is really summer. That's the point when I'm trying to say, I'm trying to be yeah. as nice as possible. That's, that's when your shirt's off. <laughs> but besides summer, you really should be at a nice, comfortable, not, yeah, not fat or chubby, but at a, at a reasonable, relatable weight where you could function and have a, a healthy lifestyle. I agree, I agree. So I guess... Because I see you so focused, and you know, I just wanted to know: like, mm-hmm. is there someone in your family who inspired you? Friends? Anyone mm-hmm. who just got you on this path? Mm-hmm. I know it was mostly within yourself, mm-hmm. but is there someone who gave you like guidelines, notes, tips, anything to get you where you are right now? You no, know, it's, it's a couple motivating tools. For one, the first thing, and I guess I guess the most important one for me is failure. You know. Mm-hmm. Failure is one of those taboo topics people don't like to talk about. It's a personal one, yeah. you know. But failure is really the biggest proponent of what helped me to push and strive to continue to stay focused in in what I in the journey I'm on now and hoping that I never backtrack. You know, seeing yourself go through this process of starting your fitness journey and then stopping and starting again and mm. just kind of find yourself daydreaming about where you could have been and this whole aspect of if I did and if I didn't. You know, that was the biggest proponent for me as to why I continue to stay motivated and why I stay on the needle because I know that there are people out there who are still haven't reached. I know that there are people out there who are hoping and praying that they could get in contact with someone who could help them. You know, someone honest, someone true, someone they could depend on, not only for a seasonal experience. I've had clients tell me, you know, I had a trainer for one particular point in time, and now the trainer, they venture off into something else without any real warning. You know, people just kind of end this thing just for a fight, just like most things in our country. You know, at one point in time, everybody was a DJ. At one point in time, everybody was was a photographer. You know, like we kind of just go on with with the speeds because we like the energy that people portray in these different fields. And I tell people, listen, Anything could be interesting and exciting if you are interested and exciting and if you're really someone who's driven about it. No, you got to be driven. Mm-hmm. You know, the second, but not, definitely not less important than the first, is that my clients depending on me. I can't take my foot off the gas pedal because every day that I post, they're looking for that motivation. And yep. outside of my clients, the everyday person depending on me. You know, they need to know that, hey, he's still on it. He's still putting up with this stuff, so I got to put up with this. This is a bottle. Fitness isn't a... A, a, a thing that has an expiry date. You got to do this every day. As, yep. it's, it's like as long as you live, 
You got to find a way to stay healthy. And that's really your battle. Staying healthy. And what I like about Squatoba, because I know you brought a topic up quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Squatoba, it, it, it presents itself as a community. You know, it's almost like an entry point for people who need a win or an incentive to get started to say, hey, this is the time when me and the girls, me and the boys could kind of get in the gym and start, start our process. Yeah. Because everyone is literally doing the same program and it's based off percentages. So the, the weight means absolutely nothing to this. It's all based off percentages. So you get the same type of intensity based off of where you're at and your fitness level. I agree. So that's why I kind of like about weightlifting too, because at the same time, you can't throw money at it. No. You can't be that nice or a bad person. You could be in prison. You do. You can weightlift. Yep. You could do anything like at this point, but at, at the end of the day, you got to be the one pushing the bar. Use the one under the bar. It don't matter who else there, whatever. And you got to do it every day. The bar ain't going to be like, Oh, you left me yesterday. You got to do it again today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't be like, oh, just because you do that, you get a free pass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I impressed with you, especially because I used to see you in the gym. And it's like, okay, he left that. Then he put more weight on it. And I'm like, he would have left that. Them, <laughs> wait, them, them better boy did. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, uh, it was serious. So, I also want to know, like, because how you have your dream mm-hmm. and you have it to where... You make money from it. Most mm-hmm. people don't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that when it comes to your family, relationships, friends, and all that? Mm-hmm. Because other people, when they see that, they also be like, okay, when we going to spend time, whatever, whatever, because you take <laughs> it away. You focus on your dream, but mm-hmm. they're also like, we ain't going to spend no time together. So yeah, how do you right. balance the two? You know, that's, that's one of the sad things about, about, that, about this whole experience is that fitness is one of those... I wouldn't say occupation. I'd say one of those careers, lives, or lifestyle choices. Whereas it kind of puts a fence or a wedge between you and the everyday life of every individual. You know, like for instance, the typical person that has a nine to five or has a career, or has a job, they spend their Fridays. Fridays is, is that's happy hour. We go into the bar. We gonna mm-hmm. get some drink. Or we we hanging out. We kick. It's a kickback day. You know, and because of what fitness is and what it represents, I'm not afforded that liberty. You yeah. know, to just kick up and pretend like Monday to Thursday didn't happen and Friday could just be one of those days because if I do that, I'll pay for that the next day. Yeah. You know? So how you balance it, it's a, it's a measure of discipline. And then those those loved ones around you just have to simply understand that, hey, you are available. You can, you, you can be made to be, you know, around and in touch. It's just that certain things you just, you just can't be heavily involved in. Yeah. You know? It doesn't mean that, oh, I can't drink or I can't eat certain things. It just means that, I have a stricter limit when it comes to my engagement with certain things. No. You know, I can't be out here pretending as if this won't, this won't, this won't play a major setback for me in the future mm. or later on down the line. So it really just comes down to discipline. You know, just like with anything else, you know, it comes down to discipline, like with anything else. And um, as it relates to being able to do something that I enjoy and be profitable with it, I I truly believe that you can make money from doing anything. If you could, if you could establish a, net, a niche where people are able to see, hey, this has value behind it. Mm-hmm. You can make money from it. Yeah. You know, it just starts from from, from one. I know it's, it's a little cliche. People say it all the time. Believe it in yourself. But really, it truly starts in you got to sell the dream. You know, this dream could be something you sleep on every 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 night before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. But you got to believe in the dream. And you got to start the process. You know, before we, we turn on the camera, you was telling me about how you guys started the podcast. And you got to start from something. Yeah. And, and be able to relate and resonate where you guys started from a point and I also had to stop at a point with that crate. The reality is I had to see myself past the crate. 
I show yep. people was laughing at me when I was walking around with a crate with some with some jump rope but I said this big y'all be serious you know but the reality is my only thing I was focused on was hey this little style of parkour can get someone out of their house who probably was sitting in there contemplating the in a depression state contemplating whatever there is that that, that mm-hmm. will have them in a dumper you know and so reality is me knowing that this helping someone else along with helping myself because when you assist someone it makes you feel good as well that energy is transferable you know so it sets the tone for them it sets the tone for me and that continues continues to fuel me to, to continue to be able to do this okay that's that's powerful that's powerful that my whole question ain't going on my head just now. <laughs> <laughs> um get it where do you see yourself um going from here going from the occurrence your current point now mm. how do you see yourself improving yeah well for where i'm at now there are, there are various areas of improving right where i see myself in in a, in a short run is i want to start hosting short-term classes for those individuals who don't particularly need a trainer mm-hmm. but they might just need like a starter pack on how to go about getting started you know, some people they want either not be, not be able to afford a trainer, or not have the time for it, or their time span in terms of the hard working days, and not be able to meet certain time criteria. Not only with me as a trainer, but any trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people you know, they might just need a quick impromptu sessions of how how to do these, these these various exercises. You know, how to do a proper squat, how to do a proper deadlift, how to do a proper push up, and how to conduct yourself in a in, a, in an environment where you you might be limited. You know, let's say you live in an economy and complex where they just have a basic gym and you don't have all these things at your disposal. You might just need to understand how can I make the best out of what I have. So I'm interested in doing pockets like that, you know. And then there's there's some other other bigger dreams I'm looking at. I can't really expose those that's, things. You know, that's, that's you know, but, but there is a bigger vision from here. You know, my hope and I'm sure the hope is of many trainers as well is that we continue to inspire individuals in this country to continue to work out you know because we live in a country where obesity i think is about 67 percent yeah you know that, that that's very it's very high you know it just shows that you know we have a lot of work to do you know and we need to start to switch the the importance or put on a, put a more keen eye on what it is and health means to us you know health does it doesn't have a, a specific image mm. you know i think people see health as okay maybe it's a slim girl or a slim guy that you see on the street but that really has little to do with health yeah. you know now mind you there are extremities on both ends that could probably easily identify this person may be unhealthy etc cetera, etc cetera. but there there they could there can definitely be an unhealthy physique or a healthy sure. image in the middle as well yeah you know and especially when it comes to you're going to speak more on, on man for a second us as man you know one of the first things that we need to take as a step to well is get get checkups more often we don't we don't get checkups mm-hmm. No, we just we just have this notion of hey, if I feel good, I guess I good. I sure. I guess I good, and <laughs> and tell something wrong, and then now is this big panic. And we don't talk about anything <laughs> in general. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so you know. like yeah, so like even with that, like because you know, men, we don't talk about stuff. Like if they in the gym, or they in your gym, yeah, and they doing yeah. something, or you could, or you could see that something wrong. What do definitely you do? like you just address that or now. You, it's very difficult to try. To, I, I, I guess in the, initially it was very difficult to kind of find a way on how I would start that conversation. Yeah. You know, and it's difficult on both ends. You know, it's difficult to talk about well, women with certain things and it's difficult to talk about men with certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think it really comes down to meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, 
understanding that individual over time of working over working with anybody you understand the temperaments of that person you know how to approach them so i approach you from the level where you're at i try to speak to you in a way where you understand that hey this is almost like a bro tip or a sis tip you know i'm trying to put you on one you know give you game so when they when people feel as though you you get you give them game rather than you almost you know discipline disciplining them or trying to speak down on them and maybe in a condescending way then they start to realize okay I like this 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 aspect, you know. Mm. So most people don't see me as oh, this just the, the regular guy giving me his advice. They see it as okay. This dude know exactly how to get me where I trying to get, and I trying to get these tips. So it's almost like a you know a reward system. I can let you know exactly where you're getting from, and I speak from a point of I might highlight some things you need to work on while also highlighting some things that you're doing excellent, you know. So that it's a balancing act. It yeah. doesn't come off as just harsh criticism. You understand that, hey, I'm looking at both sides of the fence. I see the positive you got going on. I, and I said, Let's, this, is, this is a little something you got to work on. You ain't far off, you know. You're almost there. Yeah. You know? And that works better, I realize, rather than just speaking on what I, I noticed in an instance. Exactly. You know, because now that advice is more palatable. You know, and people can digest it better. Yeah. You know? You, yeah, you're talking about the positive and negative. So yeah. it's more genuine and, in a way. So, yeah. Um, so also with that, Kadero talk about playing football, doing mm. specific workouts for that. And so you have anybody who like approaches you about specific sports workouts? Yes, you have yes, like, because yes. in the States they have children, they on a meal plan, they doing workouts from mm-hmm. three years old to get to where they need to be on a world scale. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about doing that with the kids coming up and with the people now who approach you about sports workouts mm. well i don't i don't specialize in training kids mm-hmm. but that's i so but i am cool. able to to some degree to train kids but it's not something i would claim as a title okay all right mainly because training kids i feel like it is a specialty skill where you need to understand that at a certain at certain ages especially at adolescent to Growing. teenage there are certain things that kids are not able or should not be doing because it could one stunt their growth mm-hmm. and stunt the various hormones in, in the body. And just simply because I don't specialize in that, I wouldn't even take on that mantle. Okay. That right? Makes sense. Now, as it comes to sports, sports is a little bit different. Now, if that person is, is an adult, I would know how to train you based off of what your goals are. Like I, like we mentioned earlier, you were talking about football and then I mentioned track and field. You know, it depends on what your position is mm-hmm. and what objective you're trying to reach. Now, some people, when they come to me about sports stuff, they already come to saying, hey, I'm weak in a particular area. I'm looking to strengthen this particular area. Mm-hmm. Now, me knowing what that is, I would gauge you and try to help you improve in that area that you have a weakness in so that it'll be able to help you better in your sport. You know, where this comes into, into play a lot rather than trying to do it on your own is because you might either go too hard into it and can risk injury because when you, when you work your body from different realms, Especially when it comes to weightlifting and then going so intense in a particular sport, exactly. you can risk injury. Yeah. So you need to understand what's the what's the recuperating time on whatever exercise is that you that you've done, you know. And that that's what really helps people as it relates to training someone that does sports. Okay. You know, understanding yeah. that niche, and it is a task because what it does for me is that different sports require different things. So I almost have to go back to the drawing board and try to understand how your sport works. You know, I can't take on the assumption that I, I, I already get it. Yeah. I got to go and study this now. So if someone is a volleyball player, I got to study what the fundamentals are. And this requires some homework for me just to make sure that I can give you the best training experience that will help you along the lines of what you're interested in doing. Makes sense. No, because 
Um, to go back on that, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was... I had that experience. So mm-hmm. I was working out and I just felt like the workouts that I was doing wasn't helping me towards mm-hmm. football. So it was oh, my mind kind of got out of it. And from there, I had to rebuild myself, go back in the gym and go back to, all right, so for football, I need explosion, I need strength, I need power, and I need um, plyo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me go back and let me work on those things. So I, I, I trust me, I understand and I get that. I like that. I like that you do your research mm-hmm. to go back to saying what the sport need, what the sport uses, mm-hmm. and how um, best to do that. So I commend you for that. Not, I don't think a lot of people do that. Um, a lot of people oh, understand. Do yeah, it. a lot of people do it from their um, point of view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have um, track coaches. I mean, track track kind of um, helps everything. But you have um, former track um, um, stars who are trainers mm-hmm. trying to do just track. Bas- mm-hmm. No, trying to do basketball. Trying to do like sports uh-huh. that that don't that they aren't familiar with. Trying to relate it to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What I think happens. What I think happens in that particular instance is that we have this thing where we feel as though. We have a perfectionist mindset, but not in, not in a sense where we want to be the best or do the best work. We have a perfectionist mindset in the sense that we think that whatever we know is enough. We're good at it, we good at it, or we have been good at a particular sport, so we're just gonna have that same energy, in almost like an arrogant standpoint that hey, because I was a good track athlete, or I was a good swimmer, or I was a good tennis player, that just is gonna just tumble into me being a good whatever it is because yeah. I was in this particular discipline i'm just speaking to a new client today and we kind of just pressed on you know that the concept of i could be in shape as a weightlifter and be completely out of shape as a football player yeah. true. every discipline has its own respect and you must give it that you know to have the the mindset that i could just be good at this because i'm strong in the gym like i was telling like i was telling the, the, the young lady today i may be able to lift six or seven hundred pounds in this gym but have difficulty with lifting a coach, a coach, you know, just because that coach isn't balanced. No, yeah, yeah, you're you know, right. that's not a balanced coach, you know, and the coach might only be two hundred pounds or less. Yep. But that weight on my shoulders, that's, that's equal out, you know, that's that's a scientifically measured weight. Perfect. That has nothing to do with a coach, you know. So people be like, oh, you have nice strapping on. I'm sure you can lift this. And I'm like, no, I can't. I need. To I wouldn't help. compare myself to. Uh, to a guy that works on, on, on the boat or marine captain either. Yeah. You know, what those guys do can't be compared to a contractor because those professions have their they, they have their own discipline, their own respect that comes along with them. And so like with anything else, I think it's extremely important that you have to get that research on what that area is. You cannot take it upon yourself to think that hey, you just could go along and just do it because you're good at this one thing. Mm-mm. You know, everything has its own respect. And you know, it's interesting that you said that, you know, because I have also noticed that. And I think there's a few things I tell new clients. You know, I said, if you ever meet a person or a trainer that could tell you they could, you could lose an X amount of weight at a certain time, initially without even knowing you, run. Just run. <laughs> yeah, that's run. Awful. Run. Because I often have clients ask me all the time, so how long do you think it's going to take me to lose this 30 pounds? I don't know you. I'm going to tell you, listen, I don't have a, have a, have a clue. Exactly. The slightest clue. Exactly. And how long? Because I don't know anything about you at all. Genetics. Besides the name because they, you just gave me today. I don't know your work ethic. I don't exactly. know your metabolism. Yeah. I don't know the makeup of your body. I can't give you any clue at all. And I don't even know how consistent you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? So 
really and truly that's not something i'm even able to give you any inkling on until about two months in where i see you work on a consistent basis to say okay this is this type of uh, of client who's going to be giving me this these type of i guess worth ethic and this is how closely they follow their their meal plan because i'm not wishing you when, you, when you're eating mm-hmm. so i can't tell you what it is you're eating all day i have no clue you know so yeah. that's something that's entirely on you i have you for an hour out of 20 24 hours every day and then the other three days you on your own yeah. you know so my part is really minor as compared to what i'm asking of you you know and, and, and like if anything else it's what you do behind the scenes that's most important not what you do when the camera's watching very true yeah stay watching <laughs> um you got anything else um not yet i was hey, looking at kadim i think kadim got plenty of questions I'm like, the only question I had was, um, I knew you mentioned about um, using the negative aspects as well as like the positive aspects. How long did it take you to potentially intertwine both of those um, perspectives to get, I guess, a more favorable climb from that perspective? Because like, like you <laughs> said, if you go all negative, you know, yeah, you can definitely it's not good as well. So. No. Boy, a long, a long road of L's. Yeah. Taking L's, you know, watching people like a revolving door. Yeah. They coming in because of the hype and they leaving because, you know, yeah. I was uh-huh. once known as a trainer who was just like, this dude is like a psychopath, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you come through these gates, like, I almost adopt this, this, this attitude of, I expect you to be a Marine, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I thought was the, was the way about it, you know. I knew I knew it worked, but it, 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 was a grave, it was a grave mistake for me to think that because not everybody's going, not everybody's going, everybody's going to respond well to that type of training style you know something i also started to ask, to ask people is hey what type of training style do you think is best compatible with you you know some people need that drill sergeant some people need more of a motivator some people they kind of have this all figured out they just need you to just tell them what to do and they get they got it on their own you know so you need to know your client and that that's something that i think really only truly only only happens over experience you're gonna have to take your L's, and that's what anything even outside of training itself you got to take those L's. And the important part, because I posted this probably a couple of days ago, I tell people it's not the it's not the L's you take that determine or define you, it's what you do after you take L. Yeah. You know, are you gonna stay down? Are you gonna learn from it? Now, if you keep taking the CML, I think you gotta ask yourself what's wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing wrong with losing, but losing the same way. Something yeah. wrong with that, yeah, bro. Something wrong. Something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all. Like, that's all I had really. That's all you got, you sure? Yeah, man. It was a, it was a good interview, man. It was a good interview. I can't late, but, you know. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Anything you want to say to the people before we wrap? Uh, I guess I could talk a little bit about just being encouraged, you know? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's very important for individuals to understand and realize that wherever environment you're in, you know, some people are still off of school. Some people, you know, they're living abroad now. Some people, they go to one of our public gyms or they may have a setup at home. I think it's important to realize, listen, wherever you're at, just appreciate the growth and the pro- process and the progress of where you're at. You know, comparing yourself to anyone else is one of the biggest mistakes that I have also made. I know a lot of people have also made. You know, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier, you know, I used to compare myself to a lot of these guys online, between Instagram and YouTube and saying, you know, hey, why is it that I'm at this every day yeah. and I can't seem to match up to what this person is doing and they're doing the same type of intensity that I'm doing, you know? And it's really and truly because you don't know what else that they got going on besides besides that, you know? And for a lot of us, we got our jobs we're doing 
as well. Some people do this full time. Yeah. You know, they working out every single day. This this is literally every, their, their religion. Yeah. You know, so you, you can't compare yourself to, to things like that. And then there are also things that are, people have different capabilities than you that you would have. You know, so what I would leave with people is that they just be encouraged. Start where you at. You know, I see a lot of gents and, and ladies, they start their stuff at home. You know, they got a couple of dumbbells, got a jump rope. Listen, that's an excellent start. At the beginning of COVID, I can tell you, just less than two years ago, I started with, with, with the, the crate. Mm-hmm. Nothing was in the crate. You know, just some jump rope, medicine ball, simple stuff, and some cones. And I would jump rope every day. I said goes like 10,000. I do 10,000 jump rope every day. And that's all I had. So I used it and I abused it until I had to buy ropes. Just keep buying ropes. I keep burning the ropes. I guess keep buying more ropes. Until I got more things. So it's, it's, it's really a process. You start where you at. And you just set small goals for yourself. Okay, I, I start in the squats today. I'll start with just the bar. You know, I always tell my clients, when I started doing bench press, I, I remember starting with just the bar. You know, that was the, hum- the most humbling experience ever. Being in, being in the gym, <laughs> being oh, yeah, in the gym at 18, <laughs> you know, and I sitting there with my coach and he tell me, get on, I need the bar. And it's the first time I, I, I'm running through the process of how to do the bench press. And I guess I remember thinking to myself, how in the hell would I ever add weight to this bar? <laughs> this bar is too heavy <laughs> by itself. You know, I yeah. couldn't get over how excessively heavy I found this bar to be. Mm-hmm. I, I remember looking at the videos of people online doing three and four plates on the bar, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is not a goal that's realistic. <laughs> How would I ever get it? <laughs> I remember when I first reached the first plate, it took me months to get to that first plate. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this trying and trying and trying. trying no many months, months off. No months off. <laughs> <laughs> to get to that first plate, man. And I'm feeling like, like I hear now, okay, so I'm happy about being here. But I don't see myself to, to add nothing else after this. You know, like, this, this, is, this is just becoming too much. You know, and it, maybe it's because, remember, we, we spoke about, I think you spoke about ego lifting, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at other people in the gym. You're seeing these other guys. They got the two plates on the bar. Yeah, you're saying, yeah, yeah. I'm just like him. <laughs> he's any he's in stronger than I am. Why, why, can't I, why can't I have two plates? What's going on? Exactly. You know, so I put the plates on, you know, and what it really is is that, goes back to what I said just in the beginning of this, it's the process. You know, look at little increments. That's the reason why people really downplay the importance of those 2.5 plates and those five pound plates in the yep. gym. Those are crucial. We don't need to count weights in the sense of 10 and 25 and 35 and 45. Start with the 2.5 pounds. Mm-hmm. You will add on. You know, a lot of times it's not that you're not getting stronger. You know, you just ego lifting. You're trying to jump the gun. You're trying to get yep. too far, too fast. You know, if you had a plate, I started in the 2.5. Then the five, mm-hmm. then the ten, and before you know that, I was knocking on two plates though. Because the body is amazing. Y- you know, it's amazing. Your body adapts. You know, and a little, a little, a little bro tip on how, how muscles work. You burn muscles, you tear muscles, and then they repair themselves. Exactly. So the gym is only one third of what's important. You gotta work out, you gotta eat right, and you have to sleep. You have to sleep. That's crucial. If you're working out and you're eating right, but you ain't sleeping. You will never have any real progress in the gym because what's happening is that you're tearing muscle fibers, but they're not repairing themselves. Yeah. So you're risking injury. You need to sleep. Most of your your, your, your rehabilitation happens within your rest. Mm-hmm. So you need to sleep. You know. So that's those three components I want to leave with everyone: work out, eat well, and you must rest. And please don't compare yourself to anyone. Now, if you're seeking advice, ask for advice. You know, make sure the person yep. you're speaking to is the one, the one exactly. you, respect, you respect and is reputable. Because they these really the individuals in the gym trying to give you advice, no, you know, 
Don't go after the people in the mm. gym who just running to give you advice over there. Yeah. They're hidden motives. Look for someone who's professional, who you deem as professional, and try to get that advice from that individual. Yes, sir. You know, and that's how that's how you get yourself on another level. All right. And like we said, we can leave his contact in the caption. So, you know, you could hit him up, hit him up with your questions your, and ask for your advice as well. But there you have it, folks. I mean, the man gave us a lot of insight on you. fitness. That's a lot. That was a lot. You ain't, hey, you ain't gonna get this from, from any, you ain't gonna get this on YouTube. Well, you can get this from YouTube because <laughs> it's on YouTube. But you can get this from any and everybody. Yeah. You can get this from any and everybody. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know, I don't remember. Who's that closest. was a mic drop, man. I don't remember who's closest. That was a wealth of information. That's all I have to say. Um, stay tuned. I don't know how our next guest is gonna top this one. But stay tuned for the next um, sit down at the sandbar. We, you know, we can hit you up. We can give you some more insight. Like, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Man, welcome thanks, back. Thanks for spending your time. Welcome back anytime, man. You want to reach out to me? The, the company name is Just Lifting. You can find me on Instagram at underscore J U S T L I F T N. Just Lifting. Just reach out to me from there. And any other further contacts, you can, you can send me a, a DM or in, inbox from there, and I'll be able to readily. Respond to your message, your question, or whatever it is. There you have it. There you have it. We may see Kadeem again in the future. We don't know. <laughs> but not. It's been Agonda. Stay tuned. See y'all later, folks.